Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, since I started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. Well, I don't know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 bucks, now you got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you never want to hear an ad again on the Sunranto Show, all you have to do is become a Patreon subscriber for as little as a dollar a month. You get to participate in all the scavenger hunts. You get the shows early, completely ad-free through your own Patreon RSS feed and access to our show notes, which has all sorts of juicy info and uh, inform- well, info and information. That's the same thing. See what happens when I do ads? Your time is wasted. And uh, you should just go to patreon.com slash sunranto and subscribe. If you buy tickets through StubHub, also please use our link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Now let's do a all-star game show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. We're number one. We're number one. First place, baby. Chicago Cubs. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. How many years, how many, Danny, would we have just absolutely killed our mothers to be at the All-Star break, whatever, five games over 500 and in first place? That would be just a fucking dream come true. And now... It's almost worst case scenario. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it. Uh, John Pinkus is worst case scenario. Situation that we're in right now. Yeah, isn't that funny? This is the worst that first place has ever felt to a Cubs fan. Um, but hey, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Yeah, I'm Danny probably Rocket. Probably any any sports fan ever. This this has to be the worst feeling, first place feeling. 
I, I suppose there's a, a worse ones like let's say you get first place on the last uh, game of the season and your star hitter like you know Javier Baez he scores the winning run sliding into home plate and he breaks his ankle and isn't available for the uh, for the playoffs but you got first right that would be a worse feeling than this one <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to to keep it in perspective for everybody but uh yeah we're 47 and 43 so you were incorrect Michael it's only four games only four games yeah. over yes so and uh Michael Cotton how are you doing out there in Colorado IA uh not too bad I I can't complain too much been uh you know I don't know I'm back to work I I had nine days off of work and unfortunately I didn't go anywhere I didn't do anything uh, I didn't get anything accomplished. It kind of <laughs> sucked. And then I was not prepared to get up a, at 5 a.m. again. And so I'm, well, that's I'm nice. dragging a little. Well, But at least you had the, the brain reset. You had those nine days. And you know what? It's important sometimes in life to not do shit. And to be honest, I don't even feel like recording this podcast because it's the all-star break. We're working harder than all but three of the Cubs right now. We're just sitting there, drinking a beer, waiting for the All-Star game to start right now. Michael, yeah. we are the true patriots of the Chicago Cubs um, and their fandom. So I have a quick announcement. Uh, John Baker Day, it's coming Saturday, August 3rd. But the shirts and hats must be sold by this Friday night. That includes you, Michael. If you want a shirt and hat, you better purchase one. Oh, I know. And I actually, I made it to the point that I was going to pay with PayPal and I fucking forgot my PayPal uh, password and shit. And so then, you know, next thing you know, it's like two days later and I've forgotten about it. Well, uh, I'm going to get on that. Well, you know what Pedro Strope would say. He goes, I'm stupid. (laughs) That's stupid. I'm stupid. Yeah. uh, So, but uh, you got to buy by by this Friday night. We've already raised almost five. I think it's over 500 bucks now. Nice. Just with this sale, uh, just a, a big plea to the ladies to buy a, a shirt because we don't have we haven't sold enough of the lady shirts to actually get them printed at this point. We've only sold two, and we need eight. So six ladies or three ladies buy two shirts each. Buy one for yeah. a friend. And th- think about it like this: uh, you know, we have maybe I don't know what do we got two women that listen to this podcast well uh, no they've already two even those two have tuned out by now and this, right, this show probably. yeah they're like damn it why do i download this yeah but generally when people put out shirts they are not even available for women at all and so if you don't buy the women's shirts I'm the never, actual uh, yeah i'll never do it again cut I'll, shirt yeah. then that's just playing into the the fucking patriarchy where we don't even offer women's shirts. Well, that's that's laying it on a bit thick, but yeah, <laughs> buy a shirt, buy a shirt. And in fact, one of the women who do listen to the show, Carrie, who you know, uh, she is donating to the John Baker Day cause a uh, for the raffle a Pat Hughes last out bobblehead. Sending it over to me, and um, and also Tim. Hey, he he donate he donates something great every single year uh, of value of serious value and the, like to the point where I had to I actually put it in the auction instead of the raffle, but uh, and I haven't decided what I'm gonna do with this. It is a photograph that's autographed by Anthony Rizzo of him catching the last out, and it's worth a lot of money because there's only a few of them available. So, um, 
Anyway, thank you to Carrie and Tim because uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. I really fully believe that it's going to take all of us to make a successful event. I, you know, this isn't about me. This is about raising money for the Battered Women's Network. And, you know, I'm, I have a meeting with those guys tomorrow. I'm uh, at 2.30. And, uh, you know, we're going to discuss having some one of their representatives at the event at John Baker Day to explain what they do. And, um, you know, they're really excited. They're very touched that we're willing to do this. And, you know, every single thing that we can do, we're doing together. And uh, I don't know. It's great we have this community. And uh, let's let's fucking rock this. That's all I'm saying. And, Michael, you're going to be there. So we got star power at the event, too. I'm coming. And just because, uh, you know, I'm not really allowed to go places unaccompanied, you know, without my, my parole officer or whatever, my wife will be there too. So people yeah. will actually have somebody interesting to talk to. Yeah, but you, you finally got that monitoring bracelet taken off, right? That You, you got that off after seven years, right? We've, we've gone through that. Yes, yes. Right, cool. Yeah. C- congratulations. Yeah, I still have burn marks from it, though. So uh, johnbakerday.com is where you go to find out all the information and to buy tickets. We've already sold, a, let's see, one-fifth of the tickets as well. Nice. So we're, we're well on our way to an awesome event. If you haven't bought a hat or shirt, buy one. All right, let's move on. I don't really want to talk about – I don't even want to record this podcast. I, I swear to God, I wish it was my all-star break, too. I'm, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's talk about the White Sox. <laughs> the, the split, that's what happened last. What? Uh, I mean, did, we didn't even need to play these games. Just fucking put it in the books – the exact same way that it was in the books from the previous two games. And the I mean, previous two years and the previous two years before that. They, I mean, the White Sox just play us tough. Yeah. Well, it was just annoying that here it's Giolito and Nova, and we lose to Nova. We beat Giolito. Twice. The, the exact same Script. thing happened. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it was deja vu all over again. The and, only good thing was instead of – it being Eloy's breakout, you know, game, it was uh, Robel. Robel. Uh, yeah. Is that his yeah. name? Robel. 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 Robel yeah. Garcia. Yeah. I mean, he did hit that home run, but in that game, uh, Eloy beat us with a two-run homer. Yeah, I know. I'm so, just saying it was nice know. to see. It, it, like, we had the, the young rookie guy kind of – you know, showing up and getting some playing time. It was fun to see. Yeah. That was really the only reason to watch the games. Yeah. It was frustrating. The one I had a good time anyway, on um, Saturday, I got together with a huge group of people. Sarah Sanchez was there. Dallas, you know, from, uh, is it Aussie cub or no, it's cub down under is his Twitter down under Aussie cub is the, is his, his yeah. Name. Yeah. uh, Such a great guy. Very talented, you know. He's a he's a photographer, and uh, just I had such fun hanging out with him. We talked about it, you know, a million things outside of the Cubs, even which you know just uh, you know is a testament to that he's, you know, a lot of people I just kind of talk about the Cubs with, and that's about it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But did, that, did you talk that, to that him about Twitter well engagement? A little bit, because I am not shitting. I will open up my Twitter, and I will see. There's like, you know, five, five notifications or whatever. And I almost always think to myself, 
Oh, I, I wonder what Dallas did because it, I never get any fucking engagement. This dude just puts me, tags me in it somehow. And next thing I know, like for the next four days, you have mentions. I have mentions all fucking day long. Here's, here's why he's, he's way more handsome than you. You know, so he's, yeah, so he's got to, so he's going to get more play with that. With just, you know, even with his Twitter picture alone. He doesn't have burn marks around his ankles. Yeah, no burn marks on his ankles. Never been arrested. You know, this guy's a stand-up dude, all right? That's that's number one. So it just, maybe that's the, that all I've said. He's just more handsome than you. <laughs> you just stop there. You're just yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah, that's I'm it. done, yeah. Enough with my joke. No, it was great hanging out with Sarah Sanchez. I think I already said her. There's a, a new uh, person in town who I actually met back in 2016 at Dodger Stadium. Just moved to the Chicago area from California. Uh, was friends with Dallas from Twitter. And so they linked up and she came through. And anyway, uh, her name's Kelly. She's She was around. Uh, Tony and Bleacher Jeff were there and his wife. And like we just had a, John Pinkus showed up. So we had a great game watch over at Nisei Lounge, you know, just a, a, a blast. And we won the game. Um, and then the, the next day I had outside the Ivy. And I'm telling you, man, every single time we go now, I mean, our record's like three and six on that show. We just is go it really on this- that bad? Because I, I mean, you started out strong, like the first two or three I, shows. I know we were bragging about it. No, we just we're out of losing streak. We got like four straight losses. Yeah, I, and I love how it's how you how it's our personally fault. Yeah. taking this on yourself. It's not that the Cubs have been Suck, like yeah. some five hundred <laughs> team for for a month and a half yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't even want to talk about this White Sox series. What I do want to talk about is the giant freaking fight in the stands. Yeah, with, what between the, ladies. What happened the, there? That was in the 100 level, too, man. Those people paid to fight down there. <laughs> <laughs> just, that wasn't even some upper deck quarter $100 shit. And that's what it was going for. Well over $100. Some of those seats in the, in the shit. So these people paying... You know, maybe 200 bucks to just go down there and brawl. I have no idea what it was over, but it was that was a good little Donnybrook they had go. There was like eight or nine ladies all blinked, all rocking in that one. Yeah, that's see, and uh, you know, I don't, I try not to click on that stuff and you know, watch it. It's sometimes you you try not to. That shit's great. That's I try not to. That's what the internet is for. But I did see like, you know, you see the preview picture of it or whatever. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Two women, each with like handfuls of hair, just really <laughs> going at it. Like you don't normally see the women getting into it like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I don't, it depends. I, I've definitely seen these things before, but yeah, it's, it's usually a bunch of dudes brawling. Oh yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy that. So, you know, keep, keeping it real on the South side, but it, I saw some cubby blue in that, in that melee, that was definitely Cubs versus Sox. In fact, it might have been Cubs versus Cubs. I wasn't even didn't even see. It was Cubs versus Sox, right? Well, I don't know. I didn't. I told you. I try not to click on yeah. these things. Well, here's the problem, and this is why <laughs> this is why you get what you get. This Saturday night game, you got a six p.m. start. They're all out there in the parking lot, getting fucking hammered. Yeah, because they do tailgating down the oh, south yeah. side, right? So they were there at 2 o'clock, if not earlier, barbecuing, drinking, copious amounts of alcohol, then going to the ball game, 
And then that's when it that's when it kicks off. I definitely notice more fights in those situations. Like, you know, I know that it'd be cool to have Saturday night games at Wrigley, a few more of them, but it ain't pretty. They should not do it. <laughs> I actually day, base, I, day baseball all the way, but like definitely for other reasons too. Yeah. I, I I've never really enjoyed a night baseball game. Like I've been to a number of them. It's just it's a, it's a different feel. It's a it's a frat party sort of drunken asshole feel. Even if you don't see it or it does, nothing happens, you just get this. It, and I'm not saying just at Wrigley. Like I'm saying, you know, that was the feel at Yankee Stadium and you know at Fenway and you know Coors Field for sure. Like it's just just a different crowd. It's a different feeling. I don't really like that as much. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I, I just think baseball is a daytime sport. I mean, I I wouldn't mind if the Cubs still didn't have lights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it well, w- it wouldn't bother me. I would like the lights there for any game that went long. You know, maybe you start some yeah, of those like weekend games. You start st- at three o'clock. Yeah, you go home at five o'clock, six o'clock in the summer. You got till eight. You're fine. Homer in the gloaming. It's one oh, of our. Yeah. It's one of the Cubs' most storied memories is is hitting a home run heroically in the dark. Yeah, where <laughs> and nobody really fully there. There's no been never been like 100 percent proof that it was a home run, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. Like, like I, mean, I was I mean, there. I think like, there's no know, tape of it. Yeah, I think. And uh, wasn't there a game that it was getting dark and. Uh, I don't know. After a home run, like four balls came rolling back out on the field, like because the fans threw the balls back. I have no idea. Ah, I never heard this story. That that may have been something that I heard when I was a kid, or something that probably wasn't true, <laughs> or or it's been you know kind of conflated from it's, numerous yeah, stories. It's an, yeah. an ass stat for yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, had to do it for you. Um, so let's talk about the All Star Game. I fucked the White Sox. Fuck <laughs> that. We won't see them again till next year. Um, did you watch the home run derby? I watched a little bit. The last round, and like I don't know. I saw uh, Alonzo hit twice. That's all I saw. Yeah, he was focused. He wanted that million. Yeah, right, I mean it's because- more than it's double his salary. Well, yeah. I mean, those Vlad and Alonzo, both of them are making 500000 or something like that. So, yeah, a million dollars for one game or one, like, I don't know. What yeah, do you call it? It's not a game. Yeah. Contest? Well, here's what they should do. If there's a million dollars involved, you should allow just one Joe Schmo guy that has never played baseball or whatever it is, who who can but he, but who can hit dingers. Like, maybe... Some dude in his, he used to play minor league baseball. He's 45. Like, let him out there try to compete. Just some schmo just to try to win the million. Because if there's money at stake, I'd like to just uh, see some asshole even try to get into one round. No, I think that would be awesome. It would be great to have uh, actually maybe like a sort of a tournament building up to it. You know, maybe the week before. Uh, there's a specific ballpark that they have to travel to, and whoever wins that gets to go to the All-Star right. game and an, compete against an, the champs. An amateur tournament. And yeah, then an who, amateur tournament. Yeah. I, no, I'd love, I'd love that. 
I'd love that. And um, I don't know. It was pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not really into like the home run derby that much. Well, but especially wh- this year because they're fucking there's no throwing golf balls. Yeah, and and I'm not, and I'm really glad that Javi didn't do it because seeing that round with Vladimir Guerrero, uh, who was he going up against? Uh, uh, the Dodgers guy, uh, Jock Peterson. Yeah, that went like extra rounds. Uh, what? I don't oh, know. the one that he won. He won uh, forty to thirty nine. Yeah, it was insane. It was just. It was the only good part of the whole thing. But I was sitting there with Crawley in Dallas, uh, and over down there at Sluggers, <laughs> fittingly enough. And uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, because uh, Crawley asked the question, uh, "Would you rather, if you had like a choice? Because he's a season ticket holder, if." If you had a choice and you had to choose and between the All-Star Game ticket or the Home Run Derby ticket, which would you take? Would you rather go see the All-Star Game or the Home Run Derby? Probably the All-Star Game. Because I, I'm just not into the home runs. Like, yeah. Espe- I mean, uh, especially this year. Like... Doing it with the ball that everybody's hitting fucking 30 home runs or whatever, it's stupid. Yeah, and just, n- 93, it was in the 90s, I know, for Vlad Guerrero. And he looked wiped out. I yeah, mean, and he lost. Yeah, and he looked wiped Well, he had nothing left to, you know, to try to beat Mets well, guy. But he hit the most Alonzo. home runs in the history of the thing, and he lost. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's flawed. I mean think about last year how badly Bryce Harper cheated and beat uh, because he beat Schwarber right yeah he beat Schwarber which is totally unfair Schwarber by cheating not following the rules and just starting like he was hitting homers before the last ball had landed which is supposed to be against the rules and because of that this year everybody's like well, that's how you win. Fucking Pete Alonzo was, he had three balls in the air at once. Yeah, the cameras couldn't even keep up with it. So they, they don't follow the rule. Vlad well, Guerrero should have won. Bryce Harper's fault because once yeah, he won why would you? by cheating, then it's just, it's game on for everybody. With his jacked up dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, I, I just laugh every time I think of his father because he is just basically. A head with muscles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's Bluto. Bluto, yeah, from Popeye. I don't know if we're dating ourselves with that reference because, like, Popeye has not been a thing since, like. But, yeah, but let's be fair here, Danny. We don't have listeners that are, like, in their 20s. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they've tuned out long ago, along with the, the two ladies that listen to the I mean, show. This is baseball, right? This is baseball. It's only middle aged white guys. And so, you know, it. We're getting a very small percentage of those middle-aged white guys yeah. listening to us. It's a niche of a niche, baby. It is. Um, but one thing, I, so I was totally glad that Javi was not up there trying to, like, what if he tied with Vlad Guerrero and he just swings his arms off and, like, you, you, somebody's getting hurt. Vlad Guerrero is going on, the, he's going to Illinois as soon as this all-star thing's over. <laughs> right. So, uh, but, you know, Here's the the other point, because uh, I, I was complaining about that all the players should go home and rest 
instead of going out to and uh, playing in uh, Cleveland tonight. And uh, Crawley made a good point. He's like, listen, it's a big honor for these guys. They're in there for two innings. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's fair. At least it's two innings. And But that's also what I hate about the game. That, like, you know, it's like, what? You, you've got to play everybody. And, and, and you know, you're, they're not making decisions based on winning. Right. But the counterpoint to that is that they're out at all-star break. Right. They're there with all their friends, you know, all the other guys that they know and they're hanging out with. So they are not resting. Not one no, fucking bit. They're they out are, all night with, they're out with guys they haven't seen. And uh, with and then they probably have work, you know, like it's not baseball, but it's fucking promo shit that they have to do for MLB. But then maybe they got some sponsorship yeah. to do. They're uh, not they're not you know. sleeping all week like you were. Over yeah, your they're break. not yeah. relaxing yeah. at all. And uh, and your and best honest, so players aren't relaxing. These are your best guys that you need the most that are not relaxing. Every team is going right. through it. And, and, and the other thing is, this is the first half of a season, and we're crowning all-stars. These guys may fucking suck the rest of the year. I mean, uh, who is the Cubs dude from a few years ago? That was basically out of the league a year later. Uh, Brian LaHare? Yes. Brian, <laughs> your hair. I don't know what his fucking name is. Well, I did I did look up a few because I thought it was – I always think it's kind of funny because they have to take one person from every single team. Right. They used to not do that, though. But, you know, this is – But, yeah. It, the, and that's the other thing that makes it a fake game. But so, like, I was – I thought I'd look up – who were the Cubs all-stars in the fa- pa- past few years when they've come in last place a lot? I mean, I, w- I looked up the, you know, how many times the Cubs came in last over the last you know, pretty much decade and a half, two decades, and it's a lot. <laughs> it really fucking sucked for a while. And um, Brian LaHare in 2012, uh, you know, everybody makes fun of that one. That's the one everybody brings up. Like, Brian LaHare was an all-star. And you're right. He was out of the league right after that. But he was having a good year. I mean, he uh, had 14 homers, but he was kind of a doubles machine or a base hits machine. And he had an OPS that's higher than Javi's right now. Wow. That's, well, I mean, it is Javi. I'm, I'm guessing he wasn't at nearly as exciting as Javi. <laughs> yeah, he was like playing first base and maybe a little I, corner actually, outfield. I'm not guessing. I know exactly that, yeah, there, he was not. Yeah, and nobody's ever going to remember Brian LaHare like they're going to remember Javi, but he was having a good year. So, like, on a really terrible team, 2012, uh, lost a lot of games, most of them, in fact. And did they lose 100? That might have been the first year they lost 100. And that's also the year I moved here because I was like, yep, this is the place for me. <laughs> Loser-ass right, Cubs. Like, dollar, dollar tickets and losing baseball. Yep, that's what I was all about back then. Now, then in 2013... All-star, or, or the one they put on there, was Travis Wood, who was starting at the time. Uh, he went on to pitch 200 innings that year. He wow, that's a th- year. He had a 311 earned run average. He uh, had 144 Ks and only 66 walks. 2013. <sighs> so he, it's hard to remember that he was on the team so much earlier than, than I thought, you know? Well, 
on he was the uh, longest serving Cub on the World Series team. True, he, because he got there like two weeks before Rizzo or something like that. Yeah. And then in uh, 2011 and 14, our lone cub was uh, Starlin Castro, which makes some sense. He, you know, was a good yeah, player. Yeah, he, he burst on the scene. He had uh, something like 190 hits that year or 200 that year. It was great. Yeah. And then 2014, he was probably just the, our best player. <laughs> and that's right. who he is. So that's who they had. They had to choose. Um, 2010, this one's kind of embarrassing. Marlon Bird. <laughs> oh, my God. 845 OPS, which, you know, doesn't really usually get you, uh, you know, a, a nod. See, the, the Marlon Bird is the guy. He's like when uh, you put out on Twitter that we should be voting for Descalso. Yeah. Just... To, you know, that's the guy you want at the All-Star game right now so that the big stars can get some rest. Yeah, there's Descalso in the... In the home run derby, just roll it over. Yeah, but sadly, Marlon Bird actually probably was the best player on that team. Yeah, and I like I like Marlon Bird, you know. But you know, here's the thing: Soriano didn't make it. Wasn't he on that team? Yeah, Jeff Samarja's yeah. not in he there. Had to have been on that team. Jeff Samarja's not in there. He's on that team. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, the pitchers get... are different, though. I mean, they get. Yeah. They get chosen by managers. I'm really glad there's no Cubs pitchers on this all-star team, but then again, we all know why. Right. I think think Cole Hamels might have made it. Maybe Hendricks, if he had gotten on a roll and not got hurt too, uh, or continued his role, but he he went down. Yeah, no, I think Cole Hamels, had he not been injured, I think he would have been a choice. But uh, Joe would have pitched him against the White Sox on uh, Sunday just so he wouldn't get to play. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, because um, I, I think that's what he's done with Lester. Like they, when Lester gets a chance to pitch in the All-Star game, he, he pitches him and gets him out of the All-Star rotation, and then Lester just goes and shows up for the fun. And he's like, oh, I didn't hear the news about uh, that you got chosen to be an All-Star. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> So and then just the last couple I have is like Carlos Zambrano, 2006, who was the all-star. In 2000, when the Cubs came in last, uh, Sosa and Joe Girardi were all-stars for the Cubs. People clamoring for him to well, fire Joe, hire Joe. Now, that would make our lives right. easier. I liked Joe Girardi, but I, I was not aware that he was an all-star that year. I do not remember that. Yeah, and it's been so long that maybe neither does he. Uh, and then yeah. in 1999, when the Cubs also came in last place, Sammy Sosa. So, you know, the Cubs used to do that. And I was thinking that when I was looking at these names, I was like, you know, that used to be the MO of the Tribune. That you'd have one or two guys on the team that would be worth showing up to see every now and again. And they would hang around 500 or below for a couple months. And then, or have a good spring training is really more of how they'd get hope in, in us. But um, and but then they at least you had Sosa to come in and watch it dingers. Yeah, every year there would be this the spring training super team because they were literally having their starters play every game, and every other team was like, you know, starters would be in there for two innings yeah. and out. 
Cubs were playing them all nine. Cubs are like, <laughs> we don't have a minor leagues. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the first half. I mean, you know, well, go back and listen to all of our shows. And that's also yeah. like talking about well, the first half. But well, I would overview. One last thing I wanted to say about the All-Star game, though, is I do believe they need to move this game. This yeah. game should not be in the middle of the year. I think it's I, A- I after think the world's after the I World they, Series is when they should do it. No, I actually think this should be the crown jewel of opening weekend. Yeah, I could see that too. They need to so after uh, the season. You know, during the World Series, they can actually announce who the all-star team is. So they get so you get a whole full season. The best players are the whole full season. Then they announce it during the World Series. And then all those players, regardless of what team they are the, uh, the following year, which is actually kind of fun because, you know, maybe you're getting an all-star on your team. But they have an opening weekend where they do this fucking fun game Right between you get done with spring training, everybody gets four days off before the baseball season starts, and the best players from the year before go out on the field and kick off the major league season. I think that would be awesome. I think it'd be super fun. I like that idea, and I also wouldn't mind if they did it right after, like football does with their Pro Bowl or whatever. In that, like, you know, they'd go off to like in November, you know, maybe a week and a half after the World Series is over. But I could also see people being like done and into football and hockey and stuff like that at that Ooh, point too. Do it at the Pro Bowl with the football players, and you have like home run contests, football players versus baseball players. There you go. You know, and you and you know, like that old uh, network battle of the stars. It, well, yeah, exactly. Have a, have a, like a ropes course in there out there with, yeah, like, yeah, just, you know, you know, let's see baseball players and and football players. Yeah, yeah. it'd be fun. The decathlon, or or they or just uh, and I would wouldn't mind if they added something like Korea has the bunting contest or like foot races or uh, pie eating contests. Come on, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Cecil Fielder, oh, he'd yeah. have been the grand champion. Versus Vlad Guerrero just housing pie. <laughs> I mean, come on. What would you rather see, Vlad Guerrero hitting diggers or eating pie? And yeah. Don't tell me diggers because you know it's pie. But, yeah, I, I think I think they do need to have some more skills competitions. I, I would love to see, uh, you know, you, you get, like, the outfielders throwing from, you know, left, center, then right. At like a garbage can, sitting. Oh at the yeah, home. that'd be cool. And you gotta get it in the can. Yeah, you you get or it in the it. can, and then uh, you move on to the next spot. And yeah. You see who can do it the fastest, and you know, that, I mean, that would be awesome. I also, I I would love a pickle competition. Oh, you know, that like, would be fun. Yeah, like run. You, you played running bases as a kid. I don't yeah. know if you oh, call yeah. it that. I, I, Some people call it pickle. pickle. All the time. Yeah. We called it running bases, which, I mean, pickle is such a better name, but our, our name was running bases. But anyway, you go, you know, if you've never played before, you could actually play with like multiple kids. You know, you've got two basemen and then a bunch of kids running back and forth trying to get in between each base or just one person. And that'd be fun watching Javi trying to get out of pickles. Like you get a head start and then like a whistle blows and then you throw to the other guy and they're trying to get out of the pickle. Like I would love that. 
Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. So, uh, can we get into the first half a little bit? Okay. Now, mean, like, now overview. we're done with the all-star talk. All right. Here's, <laughs> here's what's happened. The Cubs have not won a series since they swept the Cardinals in early June. They have tied a few of them, though. Yeah, they've tied a few. So, uh, 40, <laughs> been 500 a, hell. Yeah. There are four games over, as we said earlier. And, like, I guess my overall feeling about what's going on right now is that this lineup, and even their stats, if you look up and down the Cubs statistics at, you know, the OPSs, the number of, of uh, you know, home runs hit, the, you know, they, they look like they should be much better. Even the... ERAs, you know, out of the the starting staff, like the names there, it's an impressive resume. This team is supposed to be much better than it is. Yes, you know, yes, and that should, and that really brings me to be like, well, I to throw up my hands and be like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they under, under underperforming so badly? Which is why I'm willing to. I don't think it helps anything, but I know we talked on the last show. The fire Joe crowd is starting to make their voices be heard a little bit. And I don't think it helps at all. So I'm not on that team at all. I think you just ride it out with Joe here, no matter what happens. But I'm starting to listen to, you know, it's time for a change. Don't renew Joe argument because this team needs to be broken up in some way. There's lots of trade rumors out there. David Peralta from Arizona. Like, I don't know if that fixes anything. I don't know. Everything that they do to to try to fix things, it doesn't really work, right? Yeah. Pakoda's been right. All the pitching's getting injured. They're old. Lester on the DL for a bit. Yeah, well, Hamill's no, on the DL for a bit. They need... Pakoda is still Yeah, we're in first wrong. place. We're in first place. Yeah, we're in first place. We're over 500. Uh you know, what is it, plus 60 uh, run differential yeah. or whatever. Like, they're doing, they're still doing way better than Picoto thought they were going to do. Yeah. But which, they, so, so you now can, they have a second half to uh, to totally fall back to Picoto standards. Which, and we all know, and I don't need to go through the stats, that this, under Joe Madden, this has been an incredibly strong second half team. Even last year when the Brewers overtook the Cubs or tied us and then overtook us, even last year, they, you know, they had winning records through the entire – like, I'm, I'm, I actually am looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, and to speak. be fair, I mean, the Cubs just they, – they didn't stumble that badly through that horrendously long stretch of games at the end of the year. They actually played okay. They played above 500. It's just that the Brewers played ridiculous. Yeah. Fucking out of their and, mind. And here is what happened. In July, they were 15 and 10. August, they were 18 and 10. 643 winning percentage. The yeah, highest of that entire season. And then in September, they played 571 baseball, 16 and 12. 16 and 12. And, that's, and that was over a stretch where they had like one day off. Yeah, sixteen and twelve, and they still got caught by the Brewers, who were like two or three games back when they started. Now, here's another curious aspect to all of this from last year. If you want to do the comparison, August, uh, well, July, their run differential was even, one twenty two, one twenty two. Yet they were fifteen and ten, eighteen and ten in August, and a plus thirteen, a plus seven in September, four games over. 
So kind of interesting. Just a lot of well, yeah, that close was games. It, it's the one one run, 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 run. Yeah, that was the one run games. Like it was ridiculous how often. And it was ridiculous that they won some of those games. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is this year, and, you know, th- that's what happened last year. They've been a good team. In 2017, they were good. In 2016, they were obviously really good because they won the World Series. And then, uh, but I don't know. This seems different to me. It feels like since 2016, this team has slowly gotten worse over time. And to be fair, that is generally what, what happens, happens to yeah. World Series champs. Yeah. So, like, look at the Giants. Well, uh, they actually did it every other year for six yeah, for years. a while. Yeah, exactly. They've, <laughs> yeah, they've done yeah, way better let's in their look at window after that happened. No, I, I think a better uh, a, a better one would be like Kansas City. You know, they went back to back. They lost one. They won one. You know, and then now they are a fucking doormat. Well, and now they're a small market team. Yeah. So, at, I, mean, uh, I mean, not now. They've okay, always been. So that makes Mets. it different. Yeah, the Mets. Well, the Mets got their – I mean, every team's got their own issues. Yeah. The well, Mets but the are Mets, just a mess. In 2015, they were in the World Series. They did not win, but they were in there. You know, that's, you know, neither here nor there. They played that series. And they have – Since then, they're also Rans. Yeah. Well, so, who else? I mean, I mean, I'm I, sure we're all dis. I guess the overall thing I want to say is we're all disappointed as how it's gone, you know, but it's not really that far away from what we thought might happen, given the fact that they didn't do anything about the bullpen until recently. They got Daniel Descalso. They got Russell. The one surprise, I believe uh, there's a good surprise and a bad surprise here. So, uh, ben Zobris not being on this team is a huge surprise. Word, I mean, even Anthony Rizzo was talking about him coming back. So if people are talking about it, I believe it's going to happen, which is great news, except for that he might not be very good. I don't know, after being off that long. Or he might be totally rested and come in and rake, which I know what we all believe will happen in our stupid Cub fan hearts. But, um, uh, you know, Addison Russell being back, I think, has an effect. I think there's a lot of things going on with his team that show the cracks in the plaster. And uh, I'm interested to see what happens, not just the rest of the year, but in the rest of this month, because I think we're going to learn a lot right now. Okay. Here's another thing. This month. Here's another thing that we, as Cubs fans, we're in our Cubs fan bubble, right? Most of us do not pay attention to the other teams in the league very much you know we might have a team we follow a little bit pay a little attention to but we really don't know them like we know this team and we don't know their fans i seriously want to know what do milwaukee fans feel like right now because they should be in at least the same sort of like fucking mental anguish that the cubs fans are Except for they're worse. Yeah. They're a they're, game back. They're, and they're in second and, place. And they're in last place with runners in scoring position. So they're getting dudes on and failing. They strike out a shitload. Like, Cato well, Kalen. Don't they have a, a a negative run differential? Oh, yeah. Well, they did for a while. I don't know what it is right now. I could look it up real quick. But, yeah, they, they have not had the – and they're – I mean, they must be wondering how they're in even contention. With the way they've played. Well, okay. 
Or do you really think that? Do you think that they're like, oh, I can't believe we're still in contention. We're doing good. Or are they like, I, they're, you know, the fucking sky is falling. Trade Yelich. They are a minus 17 run difference. No, I think they're still feeling themselves. I, I, you know, I think they're thinking that, you know, if, if the, you know, bloom is off the roads with the Chicago Cubs, that, uh, you know, they, they could get in there and make something happen again. You know, I think but that's what they think. Were, but they were the team that overtook the Cubs last year. They oh. won the playoff game. Why well, uh, play in game, right? To well, win the division. Yeah. And then. then they, you know, uh, then they beat the they beat the Rockies, right? Yeah, they kept yeah. on rolling. Yeah, they were doing good. They got beat by the Dodgers, but then this was their year. This was Milwaukee's year. They're coming in. Everybody's saying they're going to win, and here they are at the All Star break, and they are also they're three games above five hundred. They're half game back, but they're they're actually playing better than what they should be. Yeah, by by three games, and you know they got Corey Knable, Tommy John. He's missing the whole. He went down, and we got Kimbrel. So you know, <laughs> we got the guy they needed. Uh, yeah, Christian Yelich can't hit a home run outside of uh, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, and or, and nor is he playing in the All Star game. Or no, he just didn't do the home run derby because of his back. I think he's playing the All Star game. Uh, they Brent Suter got Tommy John. Jimmy Nelson is back on the 10-day DL over there. You so, you Brent, know, you think Brent Suter is going to get Bruce Suter's old uh, arm ligament? You oh, think they, they called up Bruce and they're like, ah, we need you to donate your Tommy John ligament. They've just been laying there in formaldehyde. <laughs> just like, oh, we've been saving this for the right guy named Suter. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's like when you get a kidney, you get it from your family because it's, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, we, I, we, Corey and I went out with John Baker the other day and his feeling is that it's a very, the National League is all very good. For the most part, they've got really good teams that are well constructed, you know, with good players on them that can beat you any single day. There's not, put, and especially in the Central, there's not a pushover team. The thing that's frustrating is that you're the Cubs are playing sloppy, and if they weren't, and then you what, think about the mental focus or what is going on in that clubhouse, that is kind of you, you're not firing on all cylinders. You know, there's like a culture problem, and then you come right back to Joe Madden. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe Joe Madden leaving would be the. I I can't make up my mind. I'm not on team fire Joe, but. Every time I think about like the things that I that are the problem with this team, the sloppy play, you know, the the lack of focus, the you know, kind of failing in big moments, I I think that's like a a thing about confidence and maybe an intangible. Or, or yeah. and I think Theo wants somebody in there that he can control. He, right. He well, made Joe changes because here's what's different. He's not letting Joe just do his lineups all willy nilly this year just by gut. He's got to like tell everybody, the fucking millennials, you're going to go on right field and from innings number one through five, and then I might move to your center. So prepare, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it. Let the man manage. Right. Let him manage, but I don't, I don't know how much of that is you know, Theo wanting that or how much, I mean, I feel like in the off season, we had way too much rickets in our, uh, 
you know, in our news feeds and stuff too much about the Ricketts because the Cubs weren't doing anything. The only thing we heard was they weren't given any money. It's almost like they are you were trying say to race, racist emails. <laughs> yeah. And rare books. Yeah. But it's, it's almost like they're trying to pull some strings and they're putting different things on there. Like, I mean, Theo and Joe seem to have a good relationship up until last, like the end of last year. And they still say they have a good relationship, but now it does seem to be different. I don't know. I, I just wonder how much the Ricketts are, you know, maybe trying to push some buttons, which they may be fighting that, but that goes to your culture issue, right? If you've got the ownership kind of wanting to play uh, general manager, president, that type of thing, that may be bugging them and it's frustrating for them to just deal with. Plus the whole uh, number 27 being in that locker room now all the time, like that if, can be some culture if, stuff if, that is frustrating, you know, and it, it feels like the ownership didn't like they tried to hide it by saying they have so much faith in this team that they don't need to give them anything else. But if you're on the team, it almost feels like they don't have any confidence. They don't want to give you anything to help you succeed. Right. I think they're just looking at their giant payroll of 200 some odd million and being like, what the fuck guys, you're supposed to be good. So yeah, I think there's remember- blame to go around ultimately, but yeah, it's like if, if right, there's, but who did they give money to? Well, 27. Theo. Yeah, 27. Right. They gave it to 27. They gave it to who, who, I mean, still probably projects to be a good player. Then right. you got they gave it to Dan. Daniel, David, we're, we're just going to call him for now on. David Descalso got money. You know, Hamels is the only one that they gave money to that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of money. But I'm just saying. And then they did no trading. They kept their core together. They did all the things that now in retrospect, I mean, and not in retrospect, we said they should have. Lyle, who is not on the show right now, um, he said. You got to break up this court because he saw it happen with the Red Sox. Okay, you won the World Series. Now do something big, make a, make something happen, and uh, and change it slightly enough, and and keep moving pieces around so that you can can op- open this window for a long time. Because what is it going to be twenty twenty one? If they don't get another World Series, at least appearance in that time, you know, I'd say that you know this. I wouldn't call it a failure. Because 108 years and all that, but I think to a team like if you were if you want to play with the big boys like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers, well the Dodgers bad example because they get get over the hump. They're making a lot of appearances, giving themselves a lot of chances to win it though. To be fair, more than the Cubs have so far. To be fair, last year the Cubs did those things that they needed to do. They went out and got you Darvish. They made a big trade for Quintana. It didn't, and none of it. Well, that was the you year know, before. And, that was the year before, but yeah. Or yeah, that was the year before. But they have been doing some things. They're just not getting rid of their favorite players that are at the big right. level. But they have been doing some things to try and keep this going until last year, and then they're like, "Well, apparently none of this works, so let's just wait." Yeah. So Robo Garcia, baby, let's go Robo. <laughs> two two weeks or whatever those. 
those rookies do. They come up, they're excited, they got all the energy in the world, they rake for forever, then the pitchers figure them out and goals go down. I'm just happy that 27's on the bench when he's out there at the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. So, uh, just a quick look ahead to the rest of this month. Uh, you got this homestand against Pittsburgh, which we'll preview briefly, but they haven't announced any of their starters. So, trust me, it's going to be a real brief preview. Um, then Cincinnati, then an off day, then San Diego. Oh, and by the way, uh, sun's out, guns out down in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I don't want to see it every day, but I loved it when they played sleeveless the other day. Yeah, I thought I was going to get fired off my show when I took my shirt off during the Facebook book break and went suns out, guns out myself. (laughs) And I was like, and then they're like, the guy comes up to me afterwards. He's like, I'm dead serious, but I think that's the first time ever anybody's ever been shirtless on this channel. And I was like, yeah! How is that possible? I don't know. Shocking. Oh, like they haven't... You know, like Ozzy's never freaking some shit. Like Ozzy Guillen's never walked through in his underwear for fun. <laughs> like I have a hard time believing that. But then they go. So they got the Pittsburgh Cincinnati off day San Diego. That's your homestand. Then you've got San Francisco off day Milwaukee off day St. Louis on a road trip. Now, all of these okay. teams are 500 or below. Yeah, but I hate the MLB schedulers. Yeah. Why do they need off days next to off days next to off days? After you just then, had an all-star break. But then they play for fucking, you know, 30 days straight. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. But And after just playing 50 out of 52 games, which I know is a lot, but now that's not going to be the case. So what I'm saying is no more excuses. No more 50 and 52 excuses, which, by the way, every team has stretches like this. Every team does. Maybe some are a little easier than others. I mean, we could, you could look at some schedule and maybe, maybe say, but I, you know, go prove it to me. Right. But my, I, my point is overall for the whole league, it's stupid. They just shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, it's like, dumb. it is not that fucking hard. You know what they should do? Every Monday off. Yeah. That would be fucking simple. Schedule, and schedule double headers. It. Schedule double headers with an extra couple of players on your team. Oh, Everybody's into it. Double headers would be fucking great. Saturdays, Sundays, do do what you got to do. Start at noon, end at eight. I don't know. Um, Whoever so, gets the ESPN night game has a double header. You know that Sunday night baseball game. Yeah, yeah. You do Sunday, a double header that day, and then you, and then you can like knock out some some rosters dates that way. Now I think if, if it rained on that double header and you'd have two games to make up, then you're really fucking asking. No, you for can it, play but, it on. You can play it Monday. Because nobody's playing. Yeah, Mondays are always for rainouts. But Monday, what if it rains? always for rainouts? It's but fucking Michael. What yeah. if it it always rains on Monday? What if it rains on Monday? The, the <laughs> odds are pretty bad for that. In Chicago, but, it is. But literally, Danny, it took you four fucking seconds. You didn't even think about it. You said one thing: don't play on Mondays, and you fixed every goddamn <laughs> rainout. You fixed all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, and we could just record every Monday and be <laughs> fine because it wouldn't be all over the place. We'd just be like, Monday nights, that's our night. Not that that yeah, would always work, but shit. you know, sometime, sometime Monday we'll record. But instead, it's like sometimes at once. Anyway, don't want to get into my scheduling. I want to get into the Cubs scheduling. My question to you, Michael, is these are 18 games against teams that are 
around. Only one team's one game above 500, San Diego. Everybody else is at 500 or below 500. You got a lot of. You got you got Milwaukee in there, right? You got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and St. Louis. Any of these teams could sweep the Cubs and end up in first place. Any of them. Yeah, is what is the reality of the situation. So what I'm saying is, this is a time you've been rested. No excuse. You got rest in the middle of the month to play these teams and create some distance. What do they need to do for you to be convinced that they shouldn't be selling at the trade deadline? Oh, what do they need they to do? Shouldn't be selling at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's a, it's There's a, no fucking selling at the trade deadline. There's no, no this, this selling team, at the trade deadline. <laughs> this team is fucking good enough to make it to the playoffs. There is no reason for them to be thinking. I mean, Okay, this this is where we're at, Danny. This is what what record? A bit what fucking frustrating? Why I brought up right at the beginning that if this was any other era of Cubs fans, like they'd be fucking looking at us like we we had four noses. This is a first place team. I get it. They aren't playing as well as we would like to see them play. They do some dumb shit. Some things aren't going the way they're first place. And we're talking about whether or not they should be sellers. Yeah. 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 Only because only because not sellers per se, but at least movers. And shakers, because it. All right, what okay, if what could they if, be movers? Okay. Yes, but I think it's more of a buyer situation. What if they say not? What if? But what if they don't buy because they just bought? They just got Kimbrel. What if they just get Kimbrel? No, I mean, I mean, buyers as in whoever they move off this team, they're doing it to, to get better. W- to get better, now. right? It's not a. Right it's now. not a fucking. You know, a pay dump. It's not a fucking uh, right. I mean, I don't even know who you're saying who to get they, better right now for this right. year to make the playoffs and win the World Series. That's what I mean by buyers. Whoever so what, they're getting rid of on this team, you know, if they get rid of a Schwarber, it's not because uh, they're going to pick up, you know, four prospects. They're getting rid of Schwarber because they're picking up, you know, bullpen help or something. Well, shit. what if like, they what if they go nine and nine or uh, ten and eight or eight and ten? Is that I mean what what if they what if they continue to play like they have been playing against these very teams? What if they continue to do that? That I mean, wouldn't you be like, okay, we need a bigger move? I'm not gonna be happy, but yeah, a bigger move. Okay. This I think we're getting our wires crossed here on communications. I've already said that I they're buyers. They need something. I agree with that. They may have to trade something to get something, right? And that may piss some Cubs fans off, but that's where they need to be. They need to be getting something to move them forward into the playoffs. If they dump a fucking Hamels, right? Well, maybe Hamels <laughs> because he's hurt. But Yeah, if somebody would take it, I don't think they're going to take hurt Hamels. No, no. Because that doesn't no. help anybody else, you know what I mean? He right, would have been but- the perfect guy to dump. Okay, but let's say that Hamels wasn't hurt and they fucking and he was trade bait to get uh, a couple of prospects and that's all we got and and then we brought up Alzali for the rest of the year. That is a shit move and that is not what I want to see. I want to see they get rid of you know Hamels. They're bringing over you know some 
some kind of big bat or something, you know, like something that is yeah. going to be on. Well, the I think Hamels right is the last guy that's going to get traded. I mean, I, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, that's the, not just fantasy the scenario. If he wasn't hurt, because it's the only guy that I can think of right now that has value and is not going to be with the team next year. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately they're going to might have to go back into the, their Amayas and their uh, possible. I mean, and we get me so horny. He starts tonight in center field for the Smokies. So, I mean, somebody like him, that's who they're going to be asking about. They're not going to, for us to add something. They're not going to be asking about some dude that's like 50 on the, on the Illinois, on the Illinois who's, you know, who's in the last year of his contract and you got to pay him 10 million. Like, that's, that's not who anybody's going to be looking for. Right. No, and I understand that. My, I guess my point is it's, if they're making trades, it needs to be for, uh, for big league level player that can help them get over the hump and not for prospects, not a sell off, you know, none of that shit. My feeling is they cut almost completely from this point stand almost pat, maybe make a smaller move, like try to find a Carlos Gonzalez that actually works out sort of situation. Uh, maybe try out a couple dudes there. Like Mark Zagun certainly wasn't the answer early in the year. Uh, my, I, I think for me, if they want to stand pat here, they need to go like twelve and six. You got these off days, you got division games, you gotta go twelve and six. If you start getting into the eleven and seven, ten and eight land, even though you're winning, it feels like more of the same to me. It does feel like more of the same, but ultimately, as long as they're staying in first or within a game or two of first I'm not going to freak out about this. I, I think that's, you know, even if they don't do anything, but because they're still competing, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. We will complain about it because we do want them to fucking just start kicking somebody's ass and put some distance in there. But and, and they could and they could have been doing it all, all all along, but they've been anemic, anemic. Yeah. All right, so uh, sorry for the interruption, but uh, you're not a Patreon subscriber, so you got to listen to an ad for mybookie.ag. And I'm looking here at the playoff odds here. I, actually, it's the to win the World Series. Like, what is the point of your entire season if you don't win the World Series? Let me ask you that. Well, the Cubs are plus 2,200 right now. I mean, you lay down 100 bucks. Add a couple zeros to that 2200 I could see that working out pretty well. The question is, Cub fans, do you believe it? If you believe in your team, put $100 through mybookie.ag, promo code SUNRANTO, and, uh, you know, what the hell? Bet on the Cubs. Bet number 14006. Put it in your little docket. 2200 plus 2200 That is a nice payday if uh, you lay down 100 bucks. So why not? You're rich. Go ahead. Waste your money. And if you want to waste your money a little bit more, uh, why don't you become a Patreon subscriber and you never have to hear a mybookie.ag ad again. You just go to patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. You can become a subscriber for early and ad-free listening. Please do this. We're almost up to 100 patrons, and uh, that's the goal. Let's get 100 Let's get 100 within this week. Do it, people. Thank you. And uh, back to the show. Bet the Cubs. 
Well, how you about know, uh, let's move on? How about uh, so I picked up this okay. rake at Home Depot? Do you have a raker for the first half, or for the red or the White Sox game? <laughs> how about, no. Well, I mean, we talked. We already uh, did this. I, I did this at the actual halfway mark. Yeah, I know. Who's your Who's your favorite player? <laughs> who's my favorite player? I, I mean, mean, obviously, who's your Javi favorite Baez. raker on the Javi team? Javi Baez is my favorite player. Favorite raker. He's the most fun when he goes up to the bat. Like I get super excited just to see what he's about to do. Uh, by the way, he is my son's favorite player as well. His birthday was yesterday. He's got a an El Mago T-shirt. Happy you know, birthday! He was he was stoked. That was like the only thing he asked for for his birthday. He's like, I'd like a a Javi Baez T-shirt. So for me, he, he's uh, yeah, smart. and you're gonna you're gonna everybody's gonna drive off the road right now. I'm gonna give it to KB. KB is my raker. He You're is, full of shit. Yep, I'm giving it to him. Like I really think that you know if this, he's got numbers better than his MVP year right now. I think that he's going to have a lucky second half, and he's going to the clutch will be over. So Chris Bryant is the Chicago Cubs, the 2019 Chicago Cubs. If you were to wrap them up in a fucking jersey and put them out on the field, yeah. it would be number 17. Yep. Look at the numbers. They're in first place. They're above 500. They're plus 55 run differential. They're doing okay. They're, you know, they, they are in the driver's seat, but it doesn't fucking feel like that. Right. It really doesn't feel you're, like you're, that. I think you that know, is I'm a- looking right at his numbers now. A gr- in a fucking vacuum, I'm like, good God, this is He's the on best fire. player on this team. Yeah. 144 OPS plus. I love oh. the OBP over 400. That's That feels great. He should probably lead off. <laughs> then, no one will, then no one will ever be on base. I mean, then then he'll always get hits because nobody's on base. Yeah. So. Yeah, who cares? If he's going to fucking hit solo shots, do it at the start of the game. Okay, how about... I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Who's your flaker on this team at the All-Star break? Well, I mean... We already said him. Daniel Descalso, right? Yeah, I'm I'm looking for Descalso. So Descalso, at the the All-Star break, this is a guy who's played 69 games. Nice. And uh, he is behind one... Two, three, four. Oh, sorry. Yeah, four pitchers. <laughs> yeah, but you can only really count the starters. I mean, people with significant amounts. Three of, of them are starters. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> two, two starters, and then, uh, and then the two long relievers. Yes, but we- Chat- Chatwood and. Montgomery. But we all know regression is a really powerful thing. In this case, it works in our favor. Huge monster no, it, half for it, Descalso. Monster half. Right. And that was for let's see, that yeah, so that's OB that's OBP or no OPS below those guys. It's ridiculous. He's a fucking waste of space. It's it's really bad. Uh that being said, I would rather get rid of number twenty seven. I I honestly I I really feel like there is issues in that clubhouse and they seem to have popped up as soon as Russell hit the clubhouse and Zobrist left. You you took a you took a positive and you replaced it with a negative. Yeah, and and there's my flaker. 
Ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist. Quitting on the team just to go divorce a crazy person who you should have never married in the first place. Well, that's not, well, you, you want your kids, I get it. But work it out and get back here. Otherwise, you're going to remain on my flakes list until you're back. So get your ass back. How about... Oh, hold on, real quick. Ben Zobris left the team because he's getting a divorce. Yeah. The last big name that we saw do that Ryan. was Ryan Sandberg. Yeah. Ryan Sandberg fucking retired when he got divorced. And, and then what did he do? He came back. And then he came back. He was great. Yeah, it's like, you, why, why don't we have Rhino over there fucking talking to Ben? Being like, I, yeah. I lost an entire year yeah. that I could have yeah. had, like, he can give him advice on that and hair loss. <laughs> so who's your, uh, who's your thrower? That's, Come on, that's give probably it why he won't go talk to him. Zobris has such a nice head of hair. Yeah. He's just probably embarrassed. And yeah. Doesn't want to go near him. Rhino. No hair. Yeah. So throwing all up. I mean, Hamels was the best. Obviously. Yeah, that was great. Um, I don't know. Beyond that. Yeah, there really is nobody. I mean, I think the the best pitched game of the year was Kyle Hendricks's Maddox. Yes, yes. And, I mean, yeah, Hendricks was on fire there for a little while, and he, you know, his shoulders started hurting him a little bit, and he hasn't been quite the same. Hopefully there's enough time now between the three-inning start and then, you know, the all-star break and he just hasn't had a ton of work recently he'll that will work itself out all right how about this one you just put your lips together and blow who's your least favorite cubs pitcher of the first half brad brock fucking (laughs) by far you mean when i see brad brock i get rid of the candy in my house i just get pissed off like we had such hopes for calling him the candy man and you know, just, you know, who can take a rainbow? I mean, we would have had it. I would have written five songs. Candy, you're a fine girl. That's not how that song goes, is it? The, so the only, there's <laughs> only three people that have a worse whip than Brad Brock. Xavier Cedeno. Who was there like one inning. Right. Five games, two innings. Craig Kimbrell, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's had four games, you know, and is working back basically from spring training. And uh David Descalso. Ah, David. <laughs> David. Is that terrible? Like uh it's it's really sad to see Kimbrell on there. Sedanio, nobody's even gonna remember he played on this fucking team. And then it's Descalso. <laughs> Yeah, Sedania will be a trivia question after he like wins uh, the World Series as a closer for some team in two years. Oh, yeah. No, at the end of the year, whenever I come up with those, I always ask you guys about different players that you know played and stuff. Yeah, he's a front runner there. <laughs> yeah. I still got to give it to you, Darvish. Just because, I mean, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you suck. You're supposed to make me awesome and you suck. He is he is frustrating. You are Jason Hayward. You better have a speech in you and it better not be in Japanese. But okay, so here's the thing with you, right? Actually, not it could be in Japanese, you. who cares? They got but, translators. Uh, is it possible 
that he is suffering more so than any of the other pitchers on this team from this shitty, round, flat, smooth Yeah, could be. Could be. I mean, the guy was great for a while, and then right about the time these balls started getting fucking shitty. And remember that, uh, that World Series? What did we see in that World Series that we had never seen before? Yeah. Fucking Astros and Dodgers just... Bashing. In the yeah. shit that might have been they might have put that world's that, that might have been when they gave him the new ball. They're like, they won't notice it's just two weeks. It probably <laughs> was. I mean, they because they they print up the balls. Yeah, right? Those are special they say, balls. Yeah, they say World Series on them. Yeah, yeah. they're special Those balls. Special balls. Maybe that's when it fucking popped out. They've been hitting goddamn titleist golf balls ever since. <laughs> yeah. And you Darvish can't fucking handle it. Yeah. Because He's, you know, he relies more on that spin or whatever. He can't control that shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, could be because it's, w- it's walks that's the up. worst part of this. These fucking juiced balls is that it's not just that they're juiced. It's that they made it harder for the pitchers to throw to them. throw them. Yeah, as well. It's both things. And, and there's no uh, drag on the ball. So. They got to they got to do something about it. Verlander went out there and started talking about it. I'm glad so, somebody of some note is saying something about it because otherwise oh, it, it won't change. And Madden he still said might the change. other day that they should they should all be printed with Titleist on the yeah. side. Yeah, I know. I love it. So, uh it's time for the state of the bull penis with uh me, I guess. I'll I'll do the state of the bull penis yeah, days Well, well sadly, this this might be you know when we mention this, right? Yeah. Uh, the state of the bull penis resting. It's resting right now for uh, reasons that are all too obvious to us. There are no Cubs pitchers in the All-Star game because they don't <laughs> deserve to be there. But uh, I, d- I do want to mention just right in the middle of the show that, uh, you know, our, our good friend Lyle, he would be here. Um, he's dealing to a personal matter right now with his family. So just keep him in your thoughts. I won't go any further than that. But just like uh, if, Lyle, if you listen, we love you. And we hope you come back to talk about our bull penis. Yep. We want, we want you back. Uh, um, good, just good luck. one little Cubs note, because I already mentioned that Miso Horny is making his debut in center field for the Smokies. His first game of the year, right? <laughs> Did you just ask me about... The minors. If, if a minor league player is having his first game of the year, yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, um, I, no, I, I guess he. No, I, I guess it wouldn't be the first game. He got hurt playing a game. <laughs> he was uh, he was been out for a bit. He broke something. What did he break? <laughs> I believe he broke his horner. Oh God, it's hard to come back from a broken horner. I, wasn't it his wrist? I believe it was his wrist. I don't know. I, I, you know what? If it was his wrist, I hope that uh, it was his hammock bone and. He rakes like Caratini and now. Victor Caratini explained how to come back from that because he's been great. So um, somebody somebody else is broke, too. Todd Ricketts. Did you see this story? <laughs> yes, he is. He has been paying taxes on a trailer in, in Kenosha or yeah. some shit like that, <laughs> even though he lives in a $5 million house. Yeah, next to Lake Michigan on the North Shore, which is the wealthiest area of Chicago. He knocked down two tiny houses, which he's currently paying taxes on one, built a giant mansion, and then never told the tax people, and now wants his tax abated from the tiny house. 
Ugh. It's just like, it's just fraud. It's basic well, I, fraud. I totally understand why the GOP wants him running their finances. Yeah, it sounds like, like... He's the financial fucking advisor or some shit, right? I don't know about robot style. Yeah, I don't know about robot style, my friend. Yeah, I don't either. But he's doing something with finances. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up that, yes... A little more Ricketts news and all negative. So yeah, you don't make you don't make billions by uh, playing by the rules. No, like you do not. Yeah, he's got billions of dollars and he's mad about an extra ten grand. Yeah, I love every so often I, I you know, throw out there like the idea that uh, if you make fifty thousand dollars, like you actually have fifty thousand dollars at the end of the year that you've made that year, it will take you what 20 years to make one million dollars yeah right so most like people who have good jobs are making 50 grand a year before taxes you know yeah that's like that so, turns into a lot less like 40 yeah, so imagine that shit 20 years to make one million this motherfucker has like two billion yeah uh, yeah, and a bunch of rare books that he could sell and pay his goddamn property taxes. Oh, so well, fuck him. <laughs> well, he, he probably hasn't let anybody know that he owns those. Those are probably assets that he has to pay taxes. Yeah, too. exactly. He's like, no, it was printed before 1683. There's no taxes on it. I had a law written by Donald Trump. Uh, he'll 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 probably just insure them and then burn his house down. <sighs> always an answer, the Ricketts. Always got an answer. <laughs> So uh, let's just quickly preview the Pirates. Uh, we just saw them. They're not a good team. We lost three of four. There was, <laughs> there was a beanball war. Joe Madden came out and danced like Michael Jackson in a 1980s Pepsi commercial trying to get into a fight with Ray Searage, their pitching coach, or Clint Turtle. Um, I'm really hoping that Joe West is somehow an umpire in this series again just because it's going to be possibly a heated series and uh, there could be some hbps such as we get with the rockies when we play them because i mean team and the pirates are known for this they're an asshole team and they beat the shit out of us and they really beat the shit out of us one day 18 to 5 that was the alzali start josh bell had three homers then he had another homer in game three and then he sucked in the home run derby because he used all his fucking home runs up against the Cubs. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, it's funny that you bring up Joe West, though, because as bad as Joe West is a lot of times, as much as you don't like him, this is the type of series. Like, if there's going to be fucking beanballs and Shenanigans. all Shenanigans. You want Joe in there. This is when you want Joe because he would be able to you know, maybe handle that situation better than others. Yeah, he's got a country song that's called Settle Down, Everyone, Don't Fight. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, just, pulls the, he pulls he, out he a just, guitar. He, he unbuttons his his jersey and he pulls a guitar out. It's not a pad. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you all thought I was fat. Settle down, <laughs> everybody. It's just like. It's a give, he's it's 150 a, pounds. He yeah. just always has a guitar in his shirt. Yeah, it's a Gibson J200. <laughs> Just pulls that shit out. Plays a little harmonica. Uh, Anyway, that series sucked. I also don't want to to get into it too much, but uh, Hendricks lost one of these. He will not pitch in this series, which I think is good. Uh, And uh, there was the six to five heartbreaker game that Kimbrell 
quote-unquote blue, but it was really Addison Russell's idiot ass that threw to the wrong base. Might have lost anyway, but whatever. Um, That was a Darvish start. He is going to pitch in the first game back after the All-Star break, which I guess that's how Joe wants to line it up. A little bit more you, Darvish. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, you know who we should let's, give the let's extra just, start to? Let's just let everybody have thoughts about that before we get into it, because I'll get into the last one. We did win a game, 11-3, and salvage something. That was a Quintana start. He is also starting in the series. But then the Pirates went on to take two or three from Milwaukee, so they continued playing well. Um, They are the only team in this division that went into the All-Star break on a win. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else lost and the Cubs lost one Milwaukee lost two St. Louis lost two Cincinnati lost two so everybody's looking like shit except for Pittsburgh they're gonna make their move yeah why not I'd I'd love to see Pittsburgh in first place uh, one of these I mean it's it's their turn is it not could we uh, I'm I'm serious here everybody's been in first we could see a Cincinnati Pittsburgh fucking pennant race going down to the wire for the division i think it's going five ways 81 81 all five teams that's what five ways i don't even know if that's possible so uh scavenger hunt uh this and just a reminder the scavenger hunt is for patreon subscribers only of course you can participate but the only way you can win the oven mitt this month is if you're a patreon subscriber um clint turtle's a fucking asshole fuck that guy so Find an anagram of Clint Hurdle and then work him and that anagram into a post on the Ranters page or into a tweet or something like that. An example of an anagram of Clint Hurdle is chilled turn. So, Nick, you could oh, use see, that. I, I thought you were going to go with chunt lurdle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, use a, a Clint Hurdle anagram, hashtag Sunranto scavenger hunt, make it clever. Um, and hey, put in hashtag Clint Hurdle anagram just to maybe we get something going, <laughs> you know, on Twitter um, or uh, or just make a joke. Something that rhymes like Lint Girdle. Uh, lint Girdle, that would be ineffective. A Lint Girdle? Yeah. I don't know. Are, are you trying to hold Lint in? Oh, might sure. be perfect. Yeah, might be perfect. You win an oven mitt. Uh, <laughs> so with the, the three games, all day games. Um, going to be beautiful. Low to mid 80s. The weather looks real nice, so come on out to Wrigley. Uh, and nobody knows who's starting for the Pirates. I texted our Pirates fan friend, Brian. I said, who's going for you guys? He goes, Fuck if I know. Rumor is Archer. And if it is Archer, it'll be a rematch of the Archer-Darvish heartbreaking game that we lost 6-5 to five thanks to Addison Russell. Yes. So Darvish has uh, been incredibly underwhelming. Chris Archer, I believe, has been quite underwhelming for the Pirates as well. So this game promises to be quite underwhelming for both teams and their fans. Oh, we'll see what happens. I, John well, Les- you know what? Josh Bell will probably hit four home runs yeah. in the three games. Easy. Easy. Uh, John Lester goes in game two. Uh, I don't know who he's pitching against, uh, but he's 8-6 and six with a 372. He bounced back. From that uh, injury he had early in the year, he was only gave up one run. 
uh, one earned run, three runs uh, last time against the White Sox. That's the game we won against them on Saturday. Um, he's been good. You know, he hasn't given up more than three runs since uh, his shitty start against the Dodgers on June 13th. So it's been a few good weeks for him. Hopefully keep going with it. Yeah, John Lesser is a great pitcher. And as we move deeper into this contract, it is just getting more and more obvious that what they paid to get him was worth it. Yeah, that Theo used to be a genius. And it's even more stark in contrast to the U Darvish contract. Yeah. Or this next contract, which is Jose Quintana, which you can feel... I feel lukewarm about at this point. Six, well, they didn't. They're not paying shit for Quintana. No, that's are they? that's true. That's true. But Quintana six and seven with a four nineteen. I don't know who he pitches against, but he pitched in the only game that the Cubs actually won against Pittsburgh last time that we faced him. And you know his last two starts have been really good. You know he's gave up no runs against Cincinnati, and they won that game. And this is after, by the way, the Cubs lost his previous one, two, three, four, five, six starts. Now the Cubs have won his last two. He's gone thirteen innings and given up three runs in his last two starts. Once, and he went seven against this team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, twice. And he gave up no runs and struck out eleven once. And then this last time he gave up three runs and struck out six. So like. Hey, on paper, it looks like we should win at least a couple of these. <laughs> Don't you think? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I think they should be winning a couple of, you know, two of them, out of yeah. three of all of them. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, so. that's exactly what's going to happen. Are you predicting things, Cubstradamus? Don't don't fuck around with us. We know you don't really predict anything but what happens after the Pirate Series. Well, it, to be fair... Pretty impressive prediction last time. He said the Cubs would not lose again. Yes, I still stand by that claim. And I will show you with a poem. After winning three, post the break, the Cubbies continue to rake. They'll be seeing red, but they'll knock them dead against the team with the chili mistake. Ooh, the Mets. The Mets signed Chili Davis. We're playing the Mets afterwards. Yeah. No, 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 no. Chili. Think Chili. Oh, wait. Wait. Are the Cubs playing the Cubs? Yeah. Because, because that, was that, that was a huge mistake. That was last year. So are the 2019 Cubs playing the 2018 Cubs? Yeah, God, it'd be weird. one to nothing after 18 innings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very funny. No, it's it's uh the, the Cincinnati Reds. They have the most disgusting chili in the world. Well, I thought guys, you liked that chili, Cubstradamus. Oh, well, you know, after a couple of days, it didn't work out so well, if you know what I mean. So no. uh, You yeah. realize you're not supposed to rub it there, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I found that out. So, uh, guys, I got to get to Cleveland. There's a game starting soon. I got to go predict uh, who's going to be on deck. Uh, for, <laughs> it's uh, my, my little job I'm doing for another podcast, but I got to go. Cubstradamus, oh! That's the perfect job for him. It really is. He's, he, it's typecasting. Yeah. Who's on deck? So, uh, all right. You got TFC? I do. All right. Let's hear it. I do. This is a ranchery one from uh, Super 70 Sports on Twitter. I don't appreciate MLB fucking with the baseballs. 
We're creating a generation of slack-jawed morons who just wait around for homers with their thumbs up their butts. And yes, you can kindly get off my goddamn lawn as well. So, <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, I, liked, I like how he was cussing and fucking and all this stuff, but then he went with butts. <laughs> Instead of asses. Butts. Well, mine is from, uh, oh man, P- poor Jonathan Lucroy just got creamed. He did. That's and, a cream sickle. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, we, I don't know if that was a legal slide or not. I guess it was illegal. They deemed it that l- illegal. But, you know, I was kind of looking at it. I was like, that's kind of borderline in how the rules read. I mean, he did slam into him. I didn't like it at all. But, boy, did Yadier Molina go off on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this guy, I don't even know what his fucking name, Da something. That's real sports, not that soft shit we have today. And Yadier Molina, middle finger emoji to that guy. Then some other guy, Eric, says, you just can't take a hit, bro. And Yadi replies, fuck you. And yeah. then Kay Kaylee comes in and says, you're my idol, Y-O-U-R, because of course... <laughs> You're my idol. To Yachty, she says this. And he said, fuck you? No, no, no. He, he, <laughs> oh, I, that would have been he awesome. Let that, he let that one go. <laughs> but I'm saying she spelled it Y-O-U-R. Right. You're my idol. Because oh, every time, every fucking time. Isn't that just the way? So uh, there's your all-star show. <laughs> oh, well, no. You didn't oh, you got see one? all of the... All of the Yachty tweets? Oh, I, I, I saw a bunch of them. I just picked that one because oh, you're well, my idol no, at the he end. Just, continued to write fuck you to anybody who thought that was a legal slide yeah fuck you like he just went through he was uh he was like that fucking pitcher that stayed up all night on instagram yeah that was yachty just on twitter just launching in with the fuck yous to anybody who uh was in favor of lucroy getting laid out well you know what pedro strope would say i mean it's not a secret he's stupid <laughs> what are you gonna do so uh, that's the best drop. What what do we what do we end it there? The All Star Special. I bid you all a fine spagog. Spagog. At last, the Cubs have won it all. Our losing days are over. Champions are baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do 
team that could repeat too. Best team that I have ever known. And now the world's painted copy blue. Cause the Cubs just brought the trophy home. And I, oh I, I'm forgetting about the past. The is won game seven. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.